0: With that, that theme of health that Brady spoke on, he made this statement. He said, it's easier to have a popular church than it is to have a healthy church. To have a healthy church, that there's got to be a willingness to speak truth and sharpen and challenge. There's got to be a willingness for people to be uncomfortable. And, and the pastor's got to be willing and, and content with making people feel uncomfortable at times. And I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I, I want to encourage us with something, once again, from that conference. He had, he had said, as part of Brady's message, which was pretty short, but just wonderful. He said, if you want to have a healthy church, there are five things that I'm going to point out that pastors must always fight for, always contend for, Okay. I don't think there's just five. He just chose five things that were prominent on his heart. He said these are the five things. Number one, that there's a fascination with the person of Jesus Christ. There's a fascination with Jesus. I love that. Number two, that there's a relentless commitment to the mission of Jesus. Number three, that there's room for everyone. Number four, that there's a healthy pursuit of of unity. And number 4, that there's faith for the impossible. That the last one I loved, he's like, you can't talk about Jesus and not have faith for the impossible. When everything about Jesus was based on the impossible. His birth, the impossible. His resurrection, the impossible. His life, the miracles, the impossible. Then he threw this question out, he said, what great risk did you take this year? And he was, he was talking to pastors, he was challenging pastors, what great risk did you take this year? Then he said, what great risk are you willing to take this year? So what, what great risk did you take last year and what great risk are you willing to take this year? And he said, so you stepped out. How far out of the boat are you willing to walk? He said this. If you want perfect, you'll never take another risk the rest of your life. If you want perfect, if that's your goal. If perfect is your goal, you've taken your last risk. So here's what I want to encourage us with. Looking at these five things, I'm like, Lord, thank you. And it's not like I was looking for validation, but hearing those five things, I'm like, we're healthy. This is us. We're a healthy church. We rave about Jesus every week. We are all about the mission of Jesus. The work of Jesus. There's room for everyone. And I'll I'll say that there is room for everyone in this place. Kim and I were talking about that not too long ago. About Man, anyone who walks through those doors, we're going to swing wide our arms and welcome them and say, Jesus loves you and and there's room. Healthy pursuit of unity. Absolutely. Unity has to be contended for. Unity has to be fought for. There's got to be a, a perseverance and a stick with itness that we have if we're going to walk in unity. And there's faith for the impossible. And I, I, I think there's been five different corners of I've been in praying a prayer of resurrection to see the dead raised. Five. I haven't seen someone raised from the dead yet, but there will be a sixth, and I will walk in that door, and somehow try and convince the person tending that office that I'm here to, to pray over over someone who's in here. Why? Because our God's a God of the miraculous, and we'll never see the miracles if we won't pray for him, if we won't declare, if we won't link arms with the completed work of Jesus Christ. So. You guys, for us this past year, what great risk did you take? That one's obvious, right? What risk did we take last year? Preschool. That one's obvious. But here's what challenged me. What risk are you willing, what great risk are you willing to take this year? You want to know how you spell faith? R-I-S-K. And so just because we took a a great risk last year doesn't... Exempt us from taking risks this year. We have to take risks. So I'll tell you what. This year, I'm I'm going to say excuse me now, and that applies for every future cough. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Um, this year, we're, we're we're taking the risk. We're in team. That that is a big focus this year. Team linking arms in team that's, that's, where we're, that's, that's a risk we're taking this year because team is risky stuff because team is hard stuff um, be encouraged be encouraged at what the Lord is doing in this place and more than just encouraged be a part of what the Lord is doing in this place be a part there are no spectators there are no spect- this is not a spectator event This is not entertainment where you pay your ticket and you get entertained by the platform or the screen. This is work we are called to do together because we're the body and there's not an insignificant part of the body. There's just not. Even hair. Even hair which for the most part grows back. Man, don't mess with my beard. Only Rachel can mess with my beard because she is my beard stylist. That's it. That's it. If you want to turn in your Bibles or your Bible apps to 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to be in 1 Peter 1, we're going to be in 1 Peter 2. Um, We're going to read from the Word, whether you've got your, your Bible open, whether you've got the Bible app open, the Word of God brings life. The Word of God tends to our soul. The Word of God is never to be taken as literature or as suggested reading. It is the Word of God. I love the churches that every time they read a scripture, they stand and say, hey, please stand as we read the word of God. Um, I, I don't know that that's us, and I'm, I've talked to the Lord about it, and I think he's okay with us sitting. But I'm just telling you, I love the churches that do that. Like, everyone stand for the word of God. Hey, you in the back, stand for the word of God. <laughs> love it. First Peter 1. want to read 22 through 25. Oh, and hold on. Before I read, everyone look up here. Everything prior to this was not my preach. I don't know what that was. Maybe what an intro, that was just family business, okay? Here's my preach. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 22. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. You must show brotherly love Love each other deeply with all your heart. Just if I can pause real quick before jumping into verse 23. Brotherly love. Um, this is your opportunity to kind of shout stuff out. What do you think falls into the, the umbrella? What comes underneath the umbrella of brotherly love? What, what relationships do you think falls under the, that umbrella of brotherly love? Anybody? Friendships, absolutely. Coworkers. What, what do we have? Neighbors, okay. What else? Friends, absolutely. Enemies. We got enemies on, we got stereo enemies going on here. Phileo, brothers, That's where we, from Philadelphia. Let me tell you what also falls under this. Just in case, you know, we're we're running dry on answers. Your marriage falls under this. Your relationship with your spouse falls under this. With your besties falls under this. Relationships in this place as the body falls under this. It's a pretty wide scope. So even though it's saying brothers, this is about relationships. And this is about healing and rebuilding the breaches that happen in our relationships. If we'll do it God's way, it's an if then statement. If we'll do it God's way, then we'll see a rebuilding, we'll see the breaches rebuilt. Verse 23 For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. All right, here's a quick barometer. Here's a quick thermometer or whatever. We're going to gauge, we're going to measure something temperature. If you're at an unhealthy place in your soul right now, if you're at an unhealthy place, you might read this, and the focus of this might have been the fact that we're like grass that don't last, that whose flower fades away. You might look at this and, and focus on the wrong thing. Ourself. Aw. I'm like grass that... Fades away quickly. What? I mess the whole fact. That God never fades. God never fails. It's not about you. It's about Him. The word of the Lord remains forever. The promises of the Lord remain forever. The word that is good news that is good news the word of God the truth lasts forever but how often do we do that we just we, we, we never look beyond here it's okay to look here I'm not, but we got to look beyond here we got to look beyond here we got to look past here into the truth of God We fade. Our best efforts fade. Our strongest days fade. Our best seasons fade. The things that we find our identity in outside of Christ fade. Relationships fade. God's grace and his love And his grace for every moment, his grace for every moment, don't fade. We just forget. We just get distracted. We just set our sights on the wrong thing. He is strong, so I want to say it's okay that we're not 100% strong all the time. It's okay that, that our our weakness lingers for far longer than we're comfortable with because he's strong. He is loving. He is caring always, always, always. He is the strong, reliable, perfect one in this relationship. Not you, not me, him. So we remember the empty cross we remember the vacated tomb we go past that we don't stay there we go past that to Lord you are our living God you're alive now you're loving now you're active now, you're speaking now so Lord I look to you now and if, if my voice gave out at this moment which it's not going to. I don't want to get through the whole thing. But if it did, and we, we've heard the word of God, we've heard the truth and the life that we need to cling to Jesus. Let's go back to verse 22. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. What does that mean, you obeyed the truth? When you believed in, in Jesus Christ, because he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life when you have trusted in Christ and Christ alone not Christ and and your strength not Christ and your really firm community not Christ and anything else when you trusted in Christ and Christ alone when you believed in the truth you were cleansed from your sins so now now that you're cleansed now that you're free now that you're saved you must show sincere love. You must show brotherly love to each other. And you must love each other deeply with all your heart. That's a little daunting. Now, I read, I, read, I think it was through verse, what was it, 25? And that ended chapter 1. So I'm going to read from the beginning of chapter 2. But I, this is one of those moments where I'm like, why did they break chapter there? 1 Peter 2, 1 Continues the exact same theme we were on. It's. I, I just wish it kind of, it's not a new theme. It, it may be a new chapter, but it's not a new message. Okay, so verse 1. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. That's the continuation of love each other deeply love each other with brotherly love and then the very next verse so put away all malice he's telling us how to do it peter is laying it out you want to know how to do it here's five things how to love one another and and i love the fact that he it's challenging it's like these are things that that you can do the action items for you to do with the lord So these are five liberating, reconstructive ingredients of love. They bring freedom. They bring healing. They bring restoration. He says, put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. So number one, freedom from malice. I I could have said number one, put away all malice. But let's focus on what the Lord wants to give. Freedom from malice. Freedom from malice. Our brotherly love, our sisterly love will be damaged by any kind of ill will. What do I mean specifically here? Holding grudges. Spitefulness. Showing hostility or having hurtful attitudes. That's what malice is and it's the first thing that Peter comes with and he says stop holding grudges forgive forgive stop holding grudges forgive stop stop being spiteful forgive stop being vengeful forgive Some of us are not walking in freedom because we've made a decision to not forgive. And we have to forgive. Think about it in these terms. Forgiveness is about us and God and no one else. I don't care who the offending party was. It's between me and my God. He forgave me, so I freely forgive. And I'm not going to make it about the other person. But I will bless that person because I, I'm going to make it about this. Forgive. And apply grace liberally to yourself, for sure, for sure. Lord, I need your grace. Lord, to forgive, I need your grace. But also to that person. This doesn't let them off the hook. This is not about them. It doesn't let them off the hook for what they did. It doesn't justify what they did because it's not about them. It's about us and God and not having any barrier between us and unforgiveness is a barrier between us and the grace of God and it is not a free flow because it has to go around that before it gets to us, right? Freedom from malice, number two. Freedom from deceit. Lies damage love. Lies damage love. Good, healthy, loving fellowship will avoid and resist any kind of deception and dishonesty towards one another. I I think the the more challenging part of that is the things that we withhold and we go, well, I'm not lying because I'm just withholding the truth. I'm not lying because I'm not telling an untruth, I'm just not speaking the truth. Because we need grace to walk in freedom. Crafty, shady ways. They block fulfilling relationships, and Peter knew it. And Peter's challenging the church, saying, Stop being shady. Stop doing crafty things. Man, self-preservation's a tough one because it's we're all we all have this innately within us, this self-preservation. So we're kind of crafty, we're kind of shady in the ways we we preserve ourselves. Because we don't trust anyone else to preserve us. We don't trust anyone else to protect us. We don't trust anyone else to guard our hearts, to heal our hearts. But I'm telling you we're to trust one another. And I'm this isn't a huge blanket statement, like you know, I, I think there's wisdom that has to be applied. But I'm talking about someone you call brother. Someone you call sister. They're neat. If, if there ain't no trust, there ain't no brotherhood. Or sisterhood or closeness. It's, Peter says, put it away. Put it away. I love it. There's a verb. Put it away. Push it away. How? I think for this one, repentance. Change your mind. Change your mind and see what the Lord thinks on the matter. Once you know what the Lord thinks on the matter, you change your mind to to what He says and then let your actions follow that change of mind. And then apply grace liberally. Every one of these, apply grace liberally to, to each other, to yourself. Lord, this is so hard for me. Lord, I just need just a an oozing like an over pouring gushing of your of your grace for this situation. And go to the Lord first. And then go to one another. There's a weird flip flop we do sometimes, and it's very strange. We're more vulnerable with we're more we're more Apply this to whatever you want, but I'm just going to be specific. We're more vulnerable on social media than we are in the prayer closet. Why do we do that? Why are we vulnerable on social media sending out this SOS saying I'm hurting and whether we come flat out and say that or not? And we don't do that with the Lord. Jesus, I'm hurting. Father, I'm hurting. It's not supposed to be posted on social media for someone else to have a fix when their fix might be super flawed. Man. Three, freedom from hypocrisies. So in the translation it said hypocrisy, but in the original word here it's plural. Hypocrisies, plural. All the many times we try and put on a mask. All the tr- the many times we try and project something that's not truth. is a, is a h- hypocrisy. All the ways that we try and put on an outward show of spirituality that's not real. It could be that we're super spiritual and we're super good and we're super great. You know, that's one form. It could be that when we're away from this place, we put on a face. Yeah, I'm not super spiritual, man. F that. You know, or whatever. That's hypocrisy. Anything that's not truth. Anything that's a mask that does not reflect the face of God. And, and Peter says, put it away. All right. This one's going to challenge some people that, that have said, worship's not my thing. How do you put this away? You spend time with God in worship, I believe. I mean, There's many ways. There's many ways. I'm not saying this is the way. I'm just saying, in my opinion, in my prayer, and what I've got from the Holy Spirit, this is the best way. As we're exalting Jesus, let him impart truth about who you are. As I'm proclaiming truth of who God is, let him impart truth of who you are in him. That's one of the beautiful things that takes place in worship. So you can't say, worship's not my thing. Because in worship there's a humbling. Is humility your thing? I'm gonna look this way. Is humility your thing? You can't say humility is not my thing. You would sound so stupid if you said humility is not my thing. I'm just saying. So you can't say worship's not my thing. It's all about humbling ourselves and acknowledging the bigness of God. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? And here's the great thing. These aren't my opinions. I'm unpacking what Peter said by the urging and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in this 1 Peter chapter 1 and 2. But these ain't my opinions. He's sitting there saying, put these things away. Have freedom in these areas. Number four. I am on number four, I'm pretty sure. Number four, freedom from envy or jealousies. Once again, this word is plural. From jealousies. This can refer to any type of envy of others. Envy of what they have, envy of what they don't have. I'm envious because he has a vote. I'm envious because she doesn't have debt. I'm envious because of this great standing. I'm envious because this person has this kind of influence or these many followers or whatever. There's various kind of envies. And Peter throws an S on this sucker. It says, put them all away. I'm not trying to be repetitive, but how do we put it away? Forgive again, forgive, forgive. Now this is interesting. The the target, the object of our forgiveness. Sometimes you got to forgive yourself. I forgive myself that I chose a different to follow my heart in this area and didn't pursue to be a Wall Street. Robert Barron. I don't know if Robert Barron works, but you know whatever. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Forgive myself for this decision I did or didn't make. I forgive myself. Sometimes it's God, Lord. I I know you you don't sin, but Lord, I forgive you. Just because I don't want there to be any forgiveness, and somehow I've held a grudge against you, and so I forgive you for not giving me what you've given my sister, or giving me what you've given that person, or giving me what you've given that total scoundrel that total hellion forgiveness. And then do this. Start expressing gratitude and make it a discipline in your life of expressing gratitude. Lord, you're so good. Lord, you've given me so much. And start naming them. Start naming them. Lord, I thank you that I'm not alone. Lord, you've given me some really good people in my life. Lord, you've given me a great wife, Lord. I, I thank you for that. Lord, you give me a great neighbor, Lord. So I give you thanks, Lord. You've given me, and just start showing gratitude and uh, there's many ways maybe to, to break and to have freedom from envy and and jealousness, but I'm telling you, forgiveness is a huge way. And then apply grace. Apply grace. Apply grace. And maybe get off social media. I'm just kidding. Kind of. Number five, last one. Freedom from slanders of every kind. Again, plural. S on the end. Do you want to have freedom from every type of slanders? Do you? I'm just telling you right now, you do. It might feel good to talk trash about that person and, and cut that person down and you may think that elevates you in any way. It doesn't. It, it's, we're never called to do that. Christians are never called to detract from the reputation of others. It just does not speak in life. We are supposed to build we're supposed to build it up. Ephesians 4:16 tells us this that when each body part is working properly, it grows and it builds us up self up in love. So I'm talking specifically about the church here right now. Because because Peter's his address is to the church, his brothers and sisters. We are to build one another up, not tear one another down. We to, to, are to encourage and speak life as much as we can. In little ways, in awesome ways, in huge, whatever. We're to build each other up. I'm not going to speak for the Lord on this one, but I will speak for me. Okay? Okay. I'm not going to say this is what the is totally and 100% on this. I don't know. I got a suspicion, though. We told our kids as they were growing up, I'm like, I'd much rather hear you drop an F-bomb than slander somebody. I'd much rather, rather hear an F-bomb come out of your mouth than for you to talk ill of somebody and to gossip about somebody. That is corrupt communication. That is slanderous, and we have no room for that. That's corrupt communication. There's no room for that in the life of a believer because we are to build up. We're to build up. You want to know another way of saying put it away? Peter kept saying "Put put it away, put it away, put this away, put it away. Another way of saying that, put it to death. Put it to death. Nail it to the cross and walk away. Nail it to the cross. But those things are never meant to be resurrected. They'd be given to Jesus. They'd be given to Jesus. And then we find ourselves, oh my gosh, I just slandered. I just talked bad about that brother that sister then do it again get up do it again repent do it again apply grace take it to the cross i love that these five sins that peter mentioned they're not these like scandalous crimes of hey you want to live in brotherly love don't kill your your brother don't steal from your brother. That's a pretty, man, that'll help with unity big time. But Peter doesn't name these like scandalous crimes. He says, don't tear each other down. Don't be envious. Don't, don't be jealous. Get that out of your heart. Because I'm telling you, if it's here in your heart, at some point it's going to, well, it's going to what? It's going to manifest. And it's going to become part of your action. It ain't going to just stay in your heart. So Peter's saying, get it out of there. You'll be free if you'll get it out of there. What Peter has on his mind are breaches of fellowship. Because what he has on his mind is unity and freedom. Now, let me throw this out there. We have got to be intentionality when it comes to our family in doing this. We have got to be intentional in forgiving our wives, forgiving our Husbands our children our parents and applying grace. We have to be intentional about it Applying grace to ourselves and applying grace to them because we're the ones that really know the buttons We're the ones that really know where those buttons are and we're the ones that just Are good at slash stink at whatever is applicable at pushing those buttons. We have got to apply grace there's probably a fair amount of Christians in this room that aren't tempted to commit murder. Good, solid amount. Right. I didn't say all. I didn't say all. I didn't say all, clearly. But, I mean, these other things, man, we're tempted to. This is cooking in our kitchen right here. We've got to go to Jesus. We've got to forgive. We've got to repent. We've got to spend time in worship. We've got to spend time with him. These are like like the common sense solutions. If I only knew how to not do this. Ooh. Forgive. 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 Repent. Repent, 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 repent. Worship, worship, worship. Allow my redundancy to be memorable in our hearts. This isn't rocket science, but this is relational. Peter's talking about relationships, breaches in relationships here. But I'm telling you what he's also talking about. Breaches in relationships here. Lord, you feel so far. Lord, you feel so far away. Lord, you feel so far Where are you, God? I'm just telling you right now, unforgiveness is the quickest way to bring about that sense of that breach where we're like, where are you, God? Unrepentance is one of those quick ways to be like, Lord, I feel so alone. Where are you? He's like, I'm so close. I'm so close. But that stinking barrier of unrepentance and unforgiveness it's, you're seeing it as bigger than me right now. Repent, forgive. But Mark, I already feel like I've ruined some relationships. Mark, I've already done some of these things. I've And I've done them horribly. I, I feel like I've already ruined them. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't. God's bigger, you haven't ruined it, it's not too late God, God is bigger God is bigger, the name of, of Jesus is bigger put it away, give it to God give it to Him I want to close with this one verse from Isaiah 58 8 through 12 then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. If you take away the the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and the speaking of wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, if you make it Not about yourself. If you look beyond yourself, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually. Oh, I need him to guide me continually, don't you? And satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be uh, like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. It's not too late. Your ancient ruins will be rebuilt. It's not too late. It's not too late. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and then I love this, you, and when he's saying you, he means you you shall be called the repairer of the breach I love that the word of the Lord coming forth saying if you'll walk with me you will be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of streets to dwell in man we're blessed we get to dwell in these streets together we're blessed we get to do this life together and we have got to embrace humility repentance Worship and forgiveness as constant disciplines and walk in the freedom that God has for us. Can we close our eyes? With our eyes closed, if and if this is hitting you because right now you, you can't look past the damage that's been caused. To see God's goodness I just want to I just want to pray Because God is good He's bigger than the damage He's the restorer Of the ancient ruins The things that are gone Even the Perhaps even relationships that have died God is the restorer If we will just call out to him And trust him So Lord Jesus right now I just ask that you would be so big You would be so mighty Holy Spirit I'm asking you to just move in every heart in this place guiding us into the truth of just how big you are that you indeed are mighty to save and heal and deliver Lord, I'm just asking you would, you, would you just heal hearts right now? Would you just right now just touch in the most powerful and intimate ways hearts and minds and emotions that are in need of your touch? Lord, would you let this be an atmosphere of restoration? It's, Lord, restoration sounds so daunting. It sounds so daunting, Lord. So we'll just say your name, Jesus. Jesus. Because that's not daunting. We call on your name, Jesus, the only name by which we can be healed and saved and free. And we, we just ask you to restore, to heal. friends if he's if he's stirring you to repent just repent right there where you are just repent say lord i know what you think on this matter and i haven't been doing it so i changed my mind and holy spirit i'm asking you to help me in changing those actions that's repentance just do it right there where you are we're gonna take a quick moment you need to forgive, then in this moment, forgive. Just say, Lord, I forgive so-and-so. Maybe you need to name the thing. I forgive so-and-so for what they did. (coughs) I don't want any barrier between us. I don't want any Barrier from the free flow of your grace over my life. So I, I just freely forgive right now what I make it about you because you have forgiven me everything. And take a moment to worship. God, I exalt you. I elevate you above myself circumstance, my pain, my past. Just let him have the moment. let him have the moment right now. That's what he wants. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I firmly believe that there's there's some of us, the moment's not over. He, the Lord wants to continue this moment, this dialogue, this healing. He wants you free. He wants you healed. So, church isn't over for you because the presence of God isn't over for you and what He's doing right now. So, just, just continue the dialogue with Him. If you need prayer, if you want prayer, we love to pray. Prayer's awesome. Sometimes you're like, if you need prayer, you're like, oh, I'm not that needy person who needs prayer. I'm that needy person that needs prayer and so are you If you want prayer We got folks that would love To pray over you Just, just come up here And someone will be here to start talking and praying with you Okay I'm going to leave us with this blessing Gosh I love y'all I, 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 God loves you Gosh he loves you so much Thinking about Lord I just want to be able to preach He's like yeah I want you to too man I love them so much I just want you to let them know how much I love them. I'm like, oh, that's good. I even wrote it down in my study notes. God loves you so much. I did. Can <clears> we <throat> stand up? I'm just going to pray a blessing over us. The Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make its face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an amazing day. You are loved. Have an awesome day.